Are you, do you want to intro or do you want me to intro? Uh, I'll, I'll intro. Eddie, you intro. Welcome, welcome to oh, the... Dear. Are you going to... Te- yeah, here, do the clap in. Clap. Hi, and welcome to another edition of The Fake Philosophers. I'm bringing us in. My name's Eddie, and you know the co-hosts, but I want them to introduce themselves because they're adults. Uh, they try to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. Co-host. Are you going? Go ahead. I'm Mike. Um, you go ahead. <laughs> Hi. Like I said adults. I'm Mike. Hi, I'm Mitch. All right, and they're adults. I, okay, so that I've said that three times. We're not going to bring it up anymore. It's still I've funny. It's problem. still funny. It was funny the first two times, and now it's funny again. Try it again. I've got a quality problem, and uh, okay, so last night I come home and. I, it's been my social and I just feel like, you know, COVID uh, coming out, the renaissance is happening. So I'm in an improv class. I signed up for a Monday class, a level two class, which I'm taking again, and a level three class, which includes a performance. The level two class I took as a primer. So I realize things are going to conclude. I shoot an email off, not expecting anything uh, to, a, to like an acting school. And I get a response, and uh, I my intent was to audit the class, but the uh, teacher shoots back with um, with the fact that the class is beginning tonight. So yes, I'm going to start that class. I called the uh, teacher this morning just to get clarification. It's like, okay, is this per class that I'm paying the amount, or is it per session? I'm paying per session, and she says it's a good idea to take classes in tandem. So along with the Meisner class, I should take the Chekhov class on Monday, but I already have a Monday class. I only have it for two weeks. So this Chekhov class taken in 10 with a Meisner class, should I abandon level two just because it's a primer for the show or should I stick it out another two weeks and just, uh, just do the improv and we'll do Chekhov, uh, next session what would you guys do uh yeah i don't know that's a good that's a good one but so you had your improv classes for two more weeks about two more weeks yeah it ends and then, the last class october 4th and then can you hop into the checkout class after that or it is it like you have like to start last week so it's kind of you know i could i can make up one week beyond that well my 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 uh suggestion is based off of um your objective uh do you, are you taking the class just for self-enrichment or do you are you taking the class in hopes that it'll lead to uh, future gigs self-enrichment stick That's with the really improv weird. then stick with the improv. i would stick out the improv yeah so i feel okay. i feel like i know you enjoy improv anyway and mm-hmm. um and I, and I think you'd enjoy the checkoff but if it's just for self-enrichment i would just stick out the improv sounds good because it's sounds fun good. yeah 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 and you're already a good actor well, Thank you. You don't need check off. I didn't get an ITL award or anything, but you know. Well, we, we all have to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, motherfucker. Do you have an ITL anyway, award? That's... I do, yeah. For what? Uh, Taming of the Shrew. Where? At yeah, Lewis Family. No. Name. You didn't get one for Noises Off? I probably did. That's the only one I know. Apparently, <laughs> I've never I did. Just, uh, I had some. I had like anything better to do that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did laundry, and then I was like, "Oh shit, there's an AI." No, okay. I mean, I feel bad because I know uh, <laughs> some of the listeners I've invited definitely are active in the uh, Inland Val- Inland Empire 
theater and all that. And a lot of them go to the ITL awards and it's like a, it's like really fun for them. I've heard it's a, it's a, it's an event. It's, it, it's an, it's a good, just community theater convention kind of thing. And it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's fun. I feel like I've personally never been. I feel like, oh, really? I feel like I should have like- been given an ITL award by default. Yeah, I think once you do enough plays in an empire, you should just get one. <laughs> you get that 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 fucking Oscar award that they give the really old people, the, the lifetime like, achievement yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, you should get something <laughs> like I feel like I did enough quality theater in the Inland Empire. Mm. I haven't haven't for a while yeah. now, but at the time, I did enough to where like <laughs> the people watching that you were talking about. I saw. I remember I, one one year I, I went and looked at the um, ITL listings of who won. Yeah, and I was like. Really? Oh god! Yeah. Like that means that I was like, I went and saw that, and yeah. Really? You you would you would think that like with the Oscars, for example. I know comparing the ITL to the Oscars. Same thing. Um, as the yeah. Oscars got more famous, it got increasingly political. Like the 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 it was it was less about what the show. It, the there's movie always was like the, there's always like the, the artistic movie, right? The, uh, the 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 black movie, right? Or like there's certain things. Not to say yeah, they're it, bad movies, but there's always like the, the right. checkoffs. So you know? as it grows in popularity and funding, you'd expect that it gets more popular, or whatever. I feel like with if it comes to like community theater and it's already political, <laughs> it's like whoa. Well, <laughs> we're already there. I, I feel like so we we. I guess we should be kind of careful about what we say now, but I feel like a lot of community theater communities. Yeah. 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 Um, so an example, go ahead, go ahead. no example. So when I went to college and my professors aren't watching this and even if they are, they can't grade me anymore. Um, Suck a dude. They so professors. yeah, when I was in college with a couple of side, cause a couple of them are actually working actors who, uh-huh. Who, who did this to, you know, it's almost survival gig as a professor, which sounds weird, but that's what no, they no, did. No, no, yeah. Um, with them aside, there were like two or three professors that you could tell this is all they had. Oh, yeah. Like who didn't make it sure. out there. So this is this is their kingdom. Yeah. And they took it super serious. Like as a professor, you should take it serious, but like to a, to a point where it's like, are you okay? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. And, and so I feel like, Sometimes these community theater people I, are kind of the same. I guess it's just really up to the individual and how big, how much they take it, how seriously they take it. I guess because sure. anytime I've been in a community show, I treat it like it's a community show. I'm giving my free time to, uh, you know, come in and do some acting because I like it. And, I'm with you. And uh, the tickets should reflect that. Like <laughs> it should be really low priced because it's a community theater. Yes. It's not professional. It's just fun. It's uh, it's art. It's expression. Whatever. Um, and I always forget there are those people in there that that like that that's their life and they are yes they are, they are in the trenches and they're building that resume getting you know, yeah to there because I remember I forgot what show it was it happened several times um where like it's it's a non-paying show it's community uh-huh. theater and the director or the assistant director or the stage manager someone will like rip into an actor and I'm mm-hmm. just like you're lucky they don't fucking walk away yeah right like <laughs> what's their <incentive>? what's their incentive <laughs> to stay. Like if 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 hypothetically, it's, I'll say it. So we did. We all, the three of us, did Midsummer Night's Dream years ago, and I loved that show. The director Mike was great, but like if a week a week before opening night, mm-hmm. if if Mike, the director, came to me and ripped me a new asshole over something, yeah, I would have been like, bro, there's literally nothing keeping me here. <laughs> like I don't owe you shit. You're not paying me. 
uh, there's no penalty if I yeah. drop out. Maybe yeah. a bad reputation. Oh, yeah. like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be ostracized from the... <laughs> and how are you, a tall, white, good-looking male, going to get another role in a community theater? I mean, the demand <laughs> the is... The demand is so low. <laughs> but I just... I remember just in my head, though, like when these people take it that seriously, I'm like, yeah. what? Do you have no retainer on any of these actors? Right, yeah. They're doing it, like you said, for fun. Yeah. For our own enjoyment. Right. So if someone, hypothetically, and this guy never did it, but if he, if any of these people came to me, it could be a week before... It could be two days before opening night. Mm-hmm. And if they fucking rip, try to rip me a new asshole, I'll just be like, hey, bye. Yeah. Like... Yeah. They'll never ever work in the Inland Empire again. We're talking Banning, Hemet, Indian Wells. You're through. I'm reaching out. Redlands, man. Redlands. If you get if Redlands, you get, oh. if you get blacklisted in Redlands, you're you're fine. Yeah, I mean it's it's only running springs from there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it, but I do even feel like when we were when we were a lot more active in it, I remember like when this person would be cast and someone's like, "Do you hear like they were in a show in Rialto?" And something, and this happened, and I'm like, "How do you know this?" <laughs> like, yeah. It's one thing if you're like in Hollywood, like yeah. shit gets around, but it's like, how do you know this about each other? It's fascinating. Like even in in Southern California where we are, then it's the the closer you get to LA, the more theaters there are, and the more community theaters there are, and the more people there are trying to get into theater. But we still yep. we still find a way to make it a small yeah. community yeah. so that everyone knows everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's and it's interesting being down here because there's not really that LA element. Yeah. If you want to be in LA, you freaking go to LA. Mm-hmm. Down yeah. here, it's there's not it's not that. Ugh. And even even where we lived in Rancho, I mean, it was it was still there. You could feel it. Yeah. Well, I I feel like the, I mean, you're you're probably right, obviously, but like even um, when I lived in Las Vegas during college, forget the university, but even like the local theater scene. Um, there was like, I forgot what it was called, but some little local community theater where, you know, they work for free and stuff. And I remember one of the, the people in our program were like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of drama over at the theater and this and that. And like people are splitting and I'm just like, why? Yeah, exactly. Like, why? What, what, what is so dramatic? Even, even I'll, I'll say it, even in, uh, in California, the, the Fontana members, when they were around, I would hear, like, I love that theater to death. Um, uh, to those who don't have never heard of it, it's like a small little rinky-dink theater. It, it was, it was run off of blood, sweat, and tears, <laughs> and standing, lots of tears. Standing room only. Yeah, and not um, no, not that. Bad. And uh, but no, like, and people they were talking about how like they couldn't pay their bills, and there was fighting amongst like the, 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 the council, if you will, the the leadership board, if you will, the board of the board yeah. of directors. And I'm just like, why? Like, this is supposed. To, I get creative differences, but like y'all are taking this kind of serious. But they're in. There are always those people that live off of that shit that need to. That's very true. Need to have drama. They start shit and they just you know. If they're bored, yeah. Yeah, or people who just thrive on thrive on gossip and like people who get a rush from gossip. And if there's nothing to gossip about, they'll look for it. It's well, it's a social, it's a social environment anyway. So you're gonna have those elements. I, I my perspective as a performer is like I'm performing on stage and I leave it there. I don't need to bring it off stage. Mm-hmm. That's where I put it. So yeah, same. And that's a whole other, that that's a whole other discussion too is the uh, the the offstage actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about like just drama queens or are you talking about like method? The 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 method, the bad method, the the uh, the uh, Jared Leto method. The, uh, that <laughs> that is the um the dumbest thing I've I think I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Agreed. Eddie might remember this. I'm not sure. We did a Laramie Project at Chafee College years ago, mm-hmm. and I won't I won't say the guy's name, 
uh, a guy in the play, uh, he he was like outside smoking a cigarette or something. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you smoked. And he's like, yeah, I don't. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to feel out the character. And uh, to those that don't know, Laramie Project's all based off like real people. Like these are all interviews and stuff. And I was like, oh, does, does your character smoke? Like does, does the guy smoke? And he's like, I don't really know if he smokes or not. Um, he's a real person, but but like he f- seems like a guy who will smoke. Mm. And I was like, I don't think in the play there's any scene where he smokes. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, so you literally don't have to smoke <laughs> because there's no excuse to smoke. Well, but but even like after the play was over, he stopped smoking. But it was like, why are you? And I smoked for years, but like you are literally poisoning yourself. Yeah. To get into a character that you don't even know smokes or does or doesn't smoke, and you're not even required to smoke on stage. I can understand if like, you have to smoke on stage. Okay, I'll get my lungs ready, warm them up. But like, mm. I was like, you're you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, like you're literally doing this that's for. Some, there's no reason to that's do this. Some next level. Yeah, no reason. And then not to mention the people who just stay in character when they're not on stage. Yeah, that's it's, it's fucking ridiculous. I can almost get it. Like if you're going off stage and coming back on, right? Like a few minutes later, you kind of stay in the zone. That's what the wings are for, right? Yeah. yeah. But for people who like go home and are still in, especially when you well, actually that's Sasha Baron Cohen, that was that's that's Kevin Spacey doing Lex Luthor. You know, yeah. if if you want to run that way, you run that way. And I get it, and that's fine. I just think that's absolutely it's it's wasted energy. When the camera's off, why the camera's off? You're off stage. Like to to stay in that character is just silly. And that's not even the, the, the term the method has been corrupted because the right. method is actually a legitimate acting style. Agreed, yes. But then people now hear method acting and they think that just means that's you're in character all the time. I remember going into college studying theater thinking that that was my preconception of what method acting was. Was that sure, like yeah. people who live it, you know, go home and, and, and beat their wife because they're in Streetcar Named Desire or whatever the shit. Um, <laughs> and I remember thinking that's what method was and, and having a bad taste in my mouth. And then I actually read Stanislavski and I was like, holy shit, this is actually, this really, is not this, that this is, it's, it is a method of getting into character and I really like it. Okay. Yeah. So I think for posterity's sake, we need to have like a term for method and crazy. Method. Well, I know. So Stanislavski, his is called the method, the method. And then method acting is the, the Daniel the, Day-Lewis. That shit. Yeah. Okay. But, but no, no, I, I had the same experience. Um, and it really is just unnecessary because I understand getting into it, really diving in, especially you know before you go on stage or before the camera rolls, getting in the right headspace. But to take it home, to to start to, smoking, to to compare a, a two good examples. Well, one good example is a uh, Heath Ledger versus Jared Leto in The Joker. Um, Heath Ledger, it was you know people like to say he that's the character that killed him. It's not true. He's filming another film and he OD'd true. when he died. And people are like, well, Heath Ledger had this uh, journal and he did like lived the character off screen and all that. There's no real, unless I've seen, I haven't seen it. No, you're right. There's no real story about that. What they found was his journal as a character journal. And if you're a good actor and you go home and you work on your character and you have, you should have a journal for a character. Jared Leto would send dead animals to his castmates and shit. Yeah. When they were, you know, the, the, there's a big difference between going home and working on your character off camera or off stage to make it more thorough, doing script work, doing all that shit. Mm. versus um, this character's crazy. I need to become this character. I need to live it. Yeah, because then it's not acting. Then it's... it's well, because even... Yeah, no, you're right. A lot of people think that Heath Ledger did that crazy shit, and he didn't. No. Sure, he would show up to set and stay in character on set. Right. And I think part of that, and I've heard of this, not 
because he's crazy, but because he wants people to be legitimately nervous around him. Oh yeah. Okay. So so he I remember I think it was Michael Caine said the one scene they had together that yeah. he showed up and just stayed in character the entire time and Michael Caine said he was fucking petrified. Right. Um, and I also do acknowledge that if you have a character that complex and it's a process to get into character, I totally mm-hmm. respect that. And if you don't want to waste time getting in and out of character and you want to stay there in your own little space doing, you know, staying in character, then fine, you know, yeah. whatever. But, but, but like well, it's the pres- it's preservation of authenticity and you want to depict that because that's golden. Whatever you're displaying, you want to make sure that the audience sees that and not you acting. Yeah, and no, that, of course. Whatever, whatever you need to do to bottle that, just so you know, the director says go and you go, you know, right? That, whatever it takes, especially now, on. Well, sorry, go ahead. Well, flash forward to like an actual incident and getting that out of somebody who isn't an actor. Have you guys seen The Firm? Mm-hmm. Well, that one scene where, uh, you know, they they they're meeting with a client. And Tom Cruise's character says, you're making a big mistake. And there's a confrontation. He goes, who the fuck do you think you are? This is when he, he walks into the mob. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's the mob. I think it's I, prior to that. Okay. But okay. it's a scene and it's a who the fuck do you think you are? That's Jerry Weintraub, executive producer of the shoot, who's a businessman. And it's a, it's a dialogue between a businessman and two attorneys. Uh, Jerry Weintraub doesn't put out... So the director devised it and said, just said cut and then had Tom Cruise just say to Jerry Weintraub, you know, you're w- really wasting our time. And then Jerry Weintraub just ripped into this actor while the camera was still rolling. So you got that's then again, that's not acting. That's somebody that's that's really Jerry Weintraub being pissed off at Tom Cruise for being a smart ass, you know? Wow. Yeah. And then they captured it on film. So, the, yeah, I. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's authenticity, but that is authenticity right there. He wasn't portraying being pissed off. He was pissed off. Sure. So And you are right, Eddie. You are right. Authenticity is always good. <laughs> yeah, and, and especially when it comes to that. Well, going back to the transition of character, going into character and out of character, when it comes to something super fine as a movie shot, when they spend, you've seen it, where it's hours setting up a shot. Yeah. If the actor isn't ready to rock at 100% like everyone else did, it's, yeah. it's a bummer. So I can see how someone would be in character offset or, or on set. Well, I'm, offset. And that's where I, I, I would agree that it's one thing to get into character, yeah. to take the work to get in time to get into character so that you're ready to go. But we're, I'm talking about, like I said, the guy who started smoking. Yeah, that's that's for weird. some reason. That's weird. Um, or like, like, you, like you said, the, the difference between Heath Ledger and um, Jared, Leto. Jared Leto, that Heath Ledger went home and did character work. He did not go home and pretend to be the Joker. Mm-hmm. for the night. Yeah. He did work. <laughs> of course, that's what you do. You go home, you do character study, but you don't just become the character and harass people. <laughs> do you have well, any... Well, that uh, being said, that being said, when Sasha Baron Corn, uh, Cohen is Borat, he is Borat, he goes <laughs> home and sleeps as Borat, his wife has to sleep with Borat, you know. <laughs> and that's... He doesn't stop. You know, on the flip side, like Jared Leto, because I just saw uh, my... Uh, my wife and I just watched uh, Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. I'd seen it before, but it was her first time. And I'm watching and I'm watching Jared Leto in it. And I'm like, God damn it. He's so good. He's just good. He's a good actor. He's, his product is amazing. I don't, and, and to a certain point, I'm like, you know what? I don't care how he does it as long as he keeps doing it. He's there, so good. There is that argument mm-hmm. where it's like, um, as long as the product's good, who cares how they get there? Yeah. It's just my personal annoyance. 
like yeah like you said with borat like you're gonna do that to your fucking wife <laughs> if she's down i mean whatever <laughs> I, 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 bless that angel she knew what she was getting into <laughs> god bless her but um that's just just annoying to me uh, what were you about to ask? Do you guys have any um, uh, character building tips, things you do, a little little things that you might have learned that you think more people should know about? Um, I I don't know. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, you can take classes that has all sorts of tools. Um, one thing that I've learned, I think I might have said this in a uh, previous episode with you guys when we talked about this stuff, is um, even though I think I said this too because I remember now, I didn't get along with the professor, but I remember a guy the guy saying, um, realistic choices are boring because hmm. uh, uh, an issue I always had as an actor was when I'd read the script or even just making decisions on how to say lines, I would kind of, cause I think I'm a rational person. So like I would say, okay, what would I would do in this situation? How would I respond to this? How would I use this tone? And then he said, he's like, yeah, he's like that. Those are rational choices. But if we watched a rational, a group of rational people being rational for two hours, yeah. that'd be the most boring play you've ever watched. <laughs> uh, there's no conflict. There's nothing. And I was like, huh? So that's where like, I kind of understood. I was like, it's a small thing, but I understood like that's something to keep in mind. Like, yeah, you can make these rational choices with the script, but it's boring. Yeah. Make the irrational choice. Interesting. If you're hypothetically, if you're writing and your character, a character comes to the, the crossroads of, is he going to start snorting cocaine or is he going to go home to his wife? Well, what what's going to be, story, what's yeah. going to be a more interesting thing to watch? <laughs> <laughs> the cocaine. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, on on Monday, I had a very interesting, and it was the level two class, but it um, no big deal. I, I just needed a conflict right up front, and it was like somebody came up with a. Your first line is this coat cheese tastes wonderful, and so I just led with that, and I was like, no, you know what? I don't want the. I don't care that you made it. You should be in law school. So right there, I want my son to go to law school. Interesting. And then he brings up his brother and then his brother, and then it's a, it's a stop. And then it's, it's called playwright. So we stop. Where does, where did the brother get the degree from San Diego community college? Okay. His law degree. Yeah. So, so it's his like, okay, I'm yeah. ultra proud of him. And my want is for him to see his brother and for him to quit cooking school and go to law school. And I got really into that. Now in level three class, Here we go. there was, um, there was kind of a, it's kind of a revolving scene. I forget what it, it's, it's similar to four corners, what have you. So in one scene, it took place at a football game and I wanted to be Jennifer Tilly. So I sound like this. And then my other scene was drag was, we're in a dragon's lair. And I, my focus was like, I wanted to do Owen Wilson and just have it really be cool when we're stealing gold. But it was, it was about stealing gold and it was about a marriage. It wasn't about conflict and character. You know, I wasn't in the dragon's lair, you know, that's what made it fun. Cause you're, if you're really in there, you're, you want to keep quiet. And that's, that's a much better and more, more interesting scene rather than focusing on characters. Yeah. So you your, know, your impressions are really good, too. by the way. Yeah. I'm sorry. Your impressions are spot on. <laughs> well, well, that's another trick I learned. I, it's like you could do a caricature, just do a bad impression. And that's a character. Yeah. And if you yeah. can pick it up, great. You know, otherwise it's another character. So I like that. That's a fair, <laughs> it's a fair assessment. Well, and there was a game that just said bad impressions. Uh, you know, can't expect you to have good ones. Yeah. But, huh? I said they couldn't expect you to be good ones then. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But then again, it, in class, I thought I did 
Okay, so this is actually at Groundlings. I thought I did a good impression of Clint Eastwood because the professor kept letting me go a little longer, you know? <laughs> so anyways, uh, Eddie, so you were- you're telling me that wasn't a good Owen Wilson. I am just saying I appreciated the effort. <laughs> all I'm saying, you did, a, you did a lot of things. Right. All I'm saying is like, I could tell it wasn't Owen Wilson's talking. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it was Mitch, bad. Let's hear you do Owen Wilson. Come on. Owen Wilson. Um, uh, what? what? We're looking for gold? Wow. We're, we're looking for gold. There's no gold there. Wow. There, I was looking for the wow. Wow. <laughs> I'd have to. Wow. I'd have to, I'd have to workshop that one. That's okay, why well, I, I, I just, you I don't just do put on the spot. So there you go. Yeah, I don't do impressions because I'm not good at them. That's dumb. Is that why you gave up acting? Yes, mm. just because the impressions. Because yeah. <laughs> you don't do impressions. They asked me to do an impression of a uh, Rod Stewart, and I said I can't do this anymore, <laughs> and I walked away forever. <laughs> Looking in, and they were like, and they were like, perfect, to... perfect. That's it. We want it. I was already at the door. I can get the part. And then, you know, I haven't done anything. I haven't been on stage to do a play uh, since 2012. So I've just been doing improv since 2017. So it's now I get back into that framework, and I'm glad I have a class rather than an audition. Mm. So you know, it's I, I can't do Owen Wilson really. <laughs> No, I'm embarrassed. Thanks. No, no worries. Hey, I actually lost an audition once. Like I couldn't do a French accent. Oh, whoa! Yeah. It was a, a a short film about the French mafia, <laughs> which is already a gold mine. Mm-hmm. And they had me reading to be like the the boss or one of the bosses. And I told them I was like, they're like, can you do a French accent? And I was like, I I will not be able to do a convincing one right now. But like, if you gave me time. I have like a workbook. I, I can I can do one eventually, but I cannot do it on the in, on the spot. And they're like, okay. And then they called me back the next day, yeah. like a day. It was within a day or two. They called me back to read they again. They gave you that chance. Wow. Well, no. So they called me back, but it was like within a few hours' notice. Wow. Okay. It was like we we would like you to come back and read again today. And I was like, okay. So I went back in. They're like, have you worked on your French accent? And I was like, <laughs> no, because I didn't know. To any okay to, to actually like workshop an accent because I'm not good at just picking up on it. Okay, it takes time. Sure, to actually look through a script, look at your lines, yeah. understand. Yeah, and so you can't give me three hours notice, and then like they got mad that I didn't have a French accent prepared, and I didn't even I didn't have a script. They handed it to me, and they're like they're like okay, and so I read it like so you are are you not able to do a French accent today? And I was like, no, no, I need time. And they're just like, well, so they they didn't say you've got three hours. Do your best French accent. They didn't send you away and say that. No, no. They just said, oh, okay. And then I didn't hear from them again. So now can you do a French accent? No, I didn't, <laughs> no they didn't. No one told me I had to have a French accent prepared. Fuck your agent, man. Um, so was this was this uh, film, was it a student film? It might have been. Like uh, college kids do it. It might have been, but it was in the, the audition added just a short film. See, I'm, all I'm picturing is just a college kid who's like grandma- immigrated from France or whatever. And that's why he thought and it's like mafia, every, yeah. yeah, it's like every college film has to have some element of organized crime or something. It's like this. Did you, did you see there was a, a short film or even like a fake trailer that somebody made and it was like every college film ever. No, I've and seen the one that every Oscar winner ever. That one's amazing. So I think it might've been the same people, but they kind of did that where it was like, there was definitely mafia in there. Yeah. Um, I think there was like a, a lousy love story. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and there was like all the the college student yeah, yeah. film tro- uh, tropes. They, they 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 some like almost gunfight with a bunch of airsoft guns. It's yeah, it's every college film ever. Yeah. Well, every okay, I'll I'll clarify every every college film made by a dude. Yeah. So. There were some good college uh, at UNLV. There were some pretty good college like shorts that that were made that were unique. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed them. There was and one. then you have the Blair Witch Project, and it's like, okay, Amazing. if you hit something on it. Mm-hmm. There was one short film. I still think it was brilliant. Where the the setup it was one of the, the film festivals where they gave you like a line, a genre, etc. Yeah, yeah. And um, I love those. I forgot the details. Pretty much, the protagonist, his brother was a mailman, and he died. And um, so he goes to his house, and he has like his last mailbag. And so he's like, I'm going to deliver his last bag of mail for him. Oh, okay. And so he goes around and it's, it's kind of sweet. And he's like, stops. and He's like, Oh, Hey, where's Gary? He passed away. I'm actually his brother. And then he sits down and has tea with him. He's like, Oh man, he was my mailman for years. All right. And it was kind of like sweet. There's like a little montage. He runs from a dog, et cetera. But the whole time there's like this one letter that's from his brother to some woman. It's called Kate. And so the last scene, it's like, that's the last envelope. So he goes, goes to the house, knocks on the door. She's like, hi. And he's like, Hey, I just, she goes, what happened to Gary? And he's like, oh, I'm his brother, but this is my, his last piece of mail. And I think it's for you, and I think it's special. And she's like, okay. And he walks away, and he's, he just looks proud, happy. like. And it cuts back to her, and she looks down, and it's a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and that's where it ended. <laughs> and, and, and that's where it ended. And it was like in a, nice. a, a, like a big um, lecture hall we were watching these, yeah. and everyone fucking lost oh, it. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> that is classic. That is <laughs> it was so good. sweet, so sentimental, and then dick oh, Amazing. <laughs> Love it. So there are those, those gems. Yeah. But yeah, to anyway, to answer the question, I, I won an a, uh, uh, ITL for um, Taming of the Shrew, Petruchio and Taming of the Shrew. That was years ago, though. Yeah. And then, Eddie, you should, you should stick to the I was going to ask, well, was there a banquet? Did you go with a first or second entree? I mean... No. Someone you know? texted me during the ITLs. I was at home, probably drinking. And they texted me and said, hey, by the way, you won. And I was like, won what? The ITLs. <laughs> and I literally texted back, what's an ITL? <laughs> what's an ITL? <laughs> you text back, what's an ITL? That is funny. What is that? And my friend, she said, like, oh, my... You know, and then she... She told me what it was, you know, and I was like, oh, 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 you know, because I knew of it. I just never heard the acronym of it before yeah. or referred to as an acronym. Oh, and then, you know, there was someone who was mad that you didn't even care. Right. There was someone who had to you be like, oh. You didn't get like an invitation. You didn't get like, like. They you didn't know, come to your uh, house with roses. Hey, no. you were nominated. Yeah. No. <laughs> you didn't have people coming up to you. Congratulations. I am so rooting for you. Yeah. I know you'll have it this year. But not like those other bad actors who don't deserve it. But you, you know, I was, in a, I was in a show like the next year and someone was saying it was a uh, uh, great Gatsby. And someone was saying like, yeah, we missed you at the, you know, whatever. I'm like, you really, you, you missed me. You like, did, <laughs> we, were, we were looking for you. Was, oh man. I felt really bad, but I, I feel bad that I didn't, I, I feel bad because I, sh- I feel like I should have cared more because it means a lot to some people. Well, and, I, I think. And, I think you're right. It, it means a lot to people, and I think that's how we're going to introduce you from now on. Yeah. Is yeah, ITL award winner. ITL award I winner, Mitch. Up, so, you know, right up there with the Nobel and the Golden Globes, That's the ITL really is the one you're gunning for. That, that's what's really going to bring us a uh, real crowd to watch this is ITL yeah. winner, Mitch. Yeah, they're going to watch this episode <laughs> and be like, oh, Mitch, it he's, hasn't, he's a great it hasn't guy. hasn't been an award show since, yeah. That, that Mitch, he's a great guy, good community. Let's, uh, let's see what he has to say about it. <laughs> 
Mitch, oh, uh, he's not here. Uh, we had to ask him to leave. I'm gonna like audition for a show and be like, oh, you, you, it says here you're in a podcast. I heard you had something to say about us. How do you feel about the ITL? Mitch couldn't be here tonight because he's fixing a generator and then drinking beer. Yeah. But I'm here to accept it for him. <laughs> how, how did that, that happen? Been amazing. Send did, a proxy. Did, did somebody ex- oh, accept it for awesome. you? Or? No, I mean, there, 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 there's always people that don't show up, that don't go. So they're it's just not like, it. it's not, like, it's <laughs> not me. It. It's just, oh, oh, yeah, there's like people. They have a plan. To be fair, if when you win an ITL, there's like five or six winners for like, you know, best actor in a play because there's like a thousand plays. That's right. And right. it's like, you know, best dramatic performance or best supporting dramatic and there's like last time i saw it might have changed it was somewhere between five and 15 winners for each category you're right i remember on the the website it had like multiple and i was like are those who are nominated like no those are the winners i'm like how could they okay so that was that was strike one for me i do feel like the the little bit i know about it it is almost a participation trophy because yeah because there's not well one that because the inland empire is so fucking big and and they they nominate dozens and dozens of people and plays yeah to and, pick one would be unfair, but truly, we know the people here. Can you imagine telling them that this one was a better actor than this one? Mm. Can you imagine how received even that without would be? the awards? Even exactly, even without the awards, they're like, Mitch got cast as Romeo. Oh my god, that's when cool. I should have been uh, Romeo. <laughs> I mean, like, even Mitch has clearly been Volio. To flip it, <laughs> I know a guy, I, I've said too much by saying he was a guy, but I know a guy who didn't wasn't even like did not win like that one of the years one of the years i won and listed a few other people that were in the play with me that won and he who was the title character did not even get it and he flipped his shit like and he did okay and he did it the way passive aggressive community theater actors do it he writes a ambiguous facebook post about how they're moving on and going on to greater passions because they're not appreciated here <laughs> You know, it, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. We can't post this episode. I'm gonna get blackballed. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I knew who you were talking about, Mitch. You didn't even show up to your award, and I yeah. deserved it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I want to know who it that is. Awesome. Well, I'll ask. Off that's camera. good characters right there. <laughs> that's ask good characters. Right ask there. me off. But like, okay, and I'm sure that's not the only time that's happened. Of like community theater. Oh, even, you... like I wasn't even. I wasn't even like. Really? Well, that's what I mean. People get mad when they're just not cast as the right. Person. yeah yeah and I, i've been there too sure but I, I didn't and honestly if you care that much i think you're in the wrong industry i think the only time i got I, okay there's this two times i've been angry about a casting the first time was because um <laughs> it's been a decade i'll say it uh eddie remember the whiz <laughs> great start please yeah. tell me you were in the whiz please tell me you were in the whiz yeah i was oh god no so so the, the, this is the first time I got really irritated by casting. So the director, I'll, I'll keep the name out, even though everyone who might be watching knows who it is. So the director did Grease earlier that year. And going into Grease, and I'm fine with it, she said, we're not going to cast it racially. Because if you cast Grease racially, it's just white. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Across the board, white. She's like, we're not going to cast based, or race is not going to be a factor, which I'm fine with. Danny Zuko was Asian. Kaniki was uh, Pacific Islander. I think, um, and they were all, it was all, it was a nice little... Cool. Um, Rainbow. Uh, um, but so then coming up to The Wiz, she says, like, yeah, like The Wiz is classically a black kind of play. So we're going to go in like an ethnic route. And I was like, you just, and I, I know there's probably, it's probably a false equivalency to an extent, but still kind of irritated me. But whatever. 
I audition and um, I was obviously a little more spry when I was younger and without saying names, which I know Eddie will probably know who I'm talking about. I was not cast at all at first. Okay. Even though like I could dance, I was a decent, not a lead singer, but like for the background, I could sing well and I could act. There were multiple people in that cast who like could not dance mm. and could not act very well and could not sing very well, but they were, they were favorites of the professor. Mm. And I was like, okay. And like multiple people dropped out of that cast right away. Cause a lot of people were upset about it. And I was kind of like, yeah, this cast is kind of bullshit. And then sure enough, enough people dropped out to where she did ask if I want to be a part of it. And I, I ended up helping out. So that was the first time. The second time, actually that, that director actually pissed me off on Greece too, but we'll, we'll skip <laughs> that for now. Uh, tale for another day. The second time was actually um, on one of our, our local our local people. Uh, they were doing Romeo and Juliet, actually. And granted, I was maybe 23, 23 or 24. Did not, not quite the gray hair I have now. Uh, but I've been getting gray hair since I was like 19. So, But so I auditioned, and I think I auditioned for um, Mercutio, which I didn't, knew I wasn't going to get. I, wasn't, I didn't look young enough. Uh, Tybalt, I thought I had a decent chance at. Mm. Because Sybil can be older, hmm. and I think I put like one or two other characters down. And I remember the the rehearse, like the auditions. It was like a lot of people like were 19, 20, 21, which is fine. But like no one knew how to, to actually speak Shakespeare. You know, there is a, mm -hmm. a rhythm, a rhyme, yeah. knowing the meaning. And I remember thinking like these people, like these guys don't know what the fuck they're they're doing. Like they don't. Oh, like, I'm in. Yeah, I was like, this is. I didn't even think I was gonna get what I wanted. But like these guys are not. They don't know the language. They don't know how to. And um, and I think one guy, I think who was. Uh, auditioning for Mercutio used a Shakespearean term and, and made it like a dick joke when in reality it wasn't. And I forgot the line, okay. but I was like, and everyone was like, Oh, a dick joke. And I was like, this is stupid. And I ended up getting like offered, like, I forgot, like uh guard two and something else. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I was polite. Wow. I was like, I, I'm, I'm not going to take it. And I know like one or two other guys who got the same thing. Yeah. And, um, and one of them, I, I'm not gonna say it's an interesting case, but we were talking. And I was like, dude, like we were like the best ones there. Wow. And I'm not, yeah. even, I'm not just saying out of pe like pettiness. I was like, we did the best readings. Mm. Like, how did we get yeah. these dog shit roles? And I think it was maybe because one, we looked older than the parts, and that's sure. fine. But I remember kind of getting irritated, like, wow, like okay, that's the direction. Yeah. Did um, you write a passive aggressive post about it? I like, wrote a letter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? No. Oh, okay. I was no. What I ended up doing was um, when I got the offer, I was like, let me think about it. And then I talked to the guy and he's like, I'm not taking mine. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it. Cause I didn't know anyone yeah. in that play. Okay. And I was like, I'm not going to take it then. Like if it was people in the play, I knew I might do it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a big part of it. And then, but then another part of that too was somebody who didn't even go to the audition uh, got cast in one yeah. of the leading roles. Recast. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm guilty of that happening. That's part of life. Like, no, I'm oh, it is. I was just irritated by it. I was like, all right. No, I mean, I think that's when you're producing a show and you're directing it and you're casting it, you do have to look at your pool of talent for what show you want to consider. If you're, yeah. um, you know, any every every high school teacher knows this is like they, they're looking at their students and what they're capable of is like, well, we can't do uh, uh, seven brides for seven br brothers. We don't have seven dudes that can sing and dance. You know, we can't do, you know, you know what I mean? So you got to no, like, fix and then when you do pick a show, you're, you you got to have a few of those. Okay, he could play this. He could play that. Whatever. And so there is that element of pre-casting. Oh, of, and, like, and that's where like I was irritated by it. But like I get it. Yeah. Because if I was to do a play right now, I might not even hold auditions. Oh, yeah. I, I would oh, just yeah. cast people I know. And 
I would still hold auditions up. I think once in a while, Just in get, case. I'll get like yeah. blown away and be like, yeah, but most of the time it's... Yeah. But you're right, though. A lot of programs, um, they, they think ahead of time, like, hey, yeah. this, this is my group. Absolutely. So I, I know the same director that did, <laughs> did The yeah. Wiz um, wanted to do some August Wilson play, one of the ones with like a bigger cast. Oh. And they were just like, we don't have <laughs> that shade. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we just don't have, we just don't have that. We, we can't guarantee that we'll have that. Yeah. And <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. And she, she did say like, well, can't we just use makeup? <laughs> no, I wasn't in the room, no. but, I, but I had, I had a source in the room oh that said God. like, couldn't we just use makeup? And everyone was like, no, uh, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. We're not doing that. Damn. Even though I would have loved to see that. Oh, that would have been amazing. I would have loved to. That that would have been one for the books. That mm-hmm. would have been the most memorable. That would have been memorable. Can we just use makeup? Do you realize what you just asked? Like, like no. And, and, I, and, I, and from what my source told me, it wasn't like it was like maliciously motivated. No, it was just it was genuinely like, can't we just use makeup? Super naive and like probably not even thinking about it, but canceled. That's awesome. Oof. <laughs> Oof. We'll go off on this one. Same director during The Wiz. <laughs> She might actually. Ah, she's not gonna watch this. Oh well, I don't care anyway. <laughs> um, so I, again, I wasn't there, but uh, the guy playing um, the lion, uh, he was he was a good friend of ours, and he he told us that there's a line in the play where when they all get captured by the witch or whatever, they have him working, and he says like, "Man, they got me out here working like Kunta Kinte," and which is a fine, and um, and the director was like, "Should we change that line?" And at first, I guess they thought. Uh, I was in the room for this, actually. Never mind. I, I was in the room for this because uh, everyone was in the room for this. Um, and she's like, should we change that line? At first, I was thinking like, oh, does she think it's going to sound racist or something? Mm. And then the line was like, why? Like, why Why do we need to change that line? She's like, well, do you think people are going to know who Kunta Kente is? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I he's was going like, to say that might yeah, be the And one. so he was like, he's the guy who played the line was a little older at the time. And he was like, well, I think... I think people will know who it is. Everyone's seen Roots. Like everyone, you know, like even if you haven't seen Roots, the, you should you know, probably go see it. But I mean, like, you, but you know the name at least. You know, like people yeah. heard the name Kuta yeah. Kinte. If you watch Dave Chappelle, at least. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, but and and he starts saying this, and she's like, "Are you sure that people know who that is?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a problem." And she's like, "Who who is Kuta Kinte?" Oh, what? <laughs> oh, okay, that's why. And, and, and so everyone in the room, like we're all like nineteen. I mean, granted, the guy playing the lion was a little older, but. Um, we were all like, Amazing. what? Like, <laughs> Amazing. And then, and then he's like, well, what will we change it to? Oh yeah. And she's like, we could change the light. And Jemima. You got me out here working like <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Wesley Snipes. Whoa. Change it to who? And Jemima. You got me out here working like Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Everyone was like, that's so much worse. Like it is so much worse. Wow. <laughs> you should have just let her keep going. Like, you know. No, so no, no. if yeah, it was, if it was. At that point. It just pays to shut up and say, "Yeah, that's that's fine. If, that's awesome." So in, Everybody knows Aunt Jemima. In retrospect, now I'm a different person. I'd be like, "Let's go with Aunt Jemima." <laughs> yeah, and then fight for it. Fight. I just stand by it. Back then, I was yeah. like, "That's retarded." Now, I I like the chaos. Yeah. Like I, I would straight. be all about it. What would you say today? Like if you're doing the show today, and you're like, that was the question brought. Like, hey, uh, no one knows who Kunta Kinte is. Uh, what would you change it to? Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, yeah, some movie, some modern movie that would come out about slavery or something like that. Have to... Or she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm working out here like a really bad part of American history. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty funny. That'd be, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> no, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's, com- that's our community theaters for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's that's Eddie, it you should do the improv, not the checkoff. I yeah, I think so. I and I had that in the back of my mind, but I'm kind of this rush and I'm a glut for novelty. Mm. So it's like the novelty alarm is going off in my head. And of course the professor wants me to take it because yeah, it's their school. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be getting my SAG card because of this class. So, and, and that's not what I'm going for. I'm here to have a good time and just really, you know, study no, you, what it's all about. You really do love honing your craft. I mean, you've been doing that as long as I've known you, you've just been either doing classes or doing the improv thing or something, something to make a your, perpetual student. Right. Yeah. And, and it occurs to me that, you know, you guys are more formally trained than I am. I mean, even, even in high school, you guys are more, have more formal training than I do. I don't know the difference between Stanislavski, Chekhov. Uh, quite frankly, I hadn't heard that name in a long time until last night. I, Meisner gets tossed around, and that's who started yeah. this whole conversation. So uh, it's, it's really exciting to me. And, yeah, I think I need to cut this short because I got class. I, I, that's why oh, I've yeah. been checking my phone. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, we're three past right now. So we'll, uh, we'll let Eddie go then. Cause Eddie has to go, uh, go check this class out. So Eddie, you want to, absolutely want to take us home? I will take us home folks. Me and my co-acting precast panel, Mitch, ITL winner. ITL award winning Mitch. Didn't accept it. And, uh, Somebody got pissed off because they dressed in their tux and paid the extra $2 to order salmon just to not win. But Mitch get, can stay home. And then we have Michael Glennie. I'm going to get Who got so the direction. Many. I can understand what you're saying a little too much. I'm going to get so many emails about this shit. Good. Absolutely. We need the publicity. And then there's me, Eddie, who's late for his class. You can't wait to get started. And, uh... Yeah, thank you for tuning in to the Fake Philosophers. And we'll be sure to piss you off next time as well, especially if you're in community theater. Especially. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> That's, the salute was really not timed well. I thought he was going to be like, goodbye, as I went like that. And he didn't say it. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. We're, we're like community theater of podcasts. It's okay. There you go. <laughs> That's the title. That's the title. That's our tagline right there. Community theater of podcasts.